Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning, Lee. Hey there, Tara. Well, it's pneumonia weather again today. The second 30-plus point swing in a single day this week. Uh, In the weather, it'll go from a high of 69 today, um, this afternoon, down to 34. So, uh, layers maybe? I don't know. Throughout today, today, but it'll be warmish today, and then it's going to come crashing down again. This is the crazy time of year in the south where it uh, it can't decide what it wants to do. Uh, Freeze, sweat, you know. Yeah, so. it's trans weather. It's trans weather, yes. Exactly. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, this Kellogg's CEO, have you heard about this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I-, I thought one of the most remarkable things we talked about yesterday was Yahoo Finance, always a bastion of the left, it's like yeah. the mainstream media, right? Yeah. Admitting, here's five things that Americans won't be able to afford anymore. Ah, houses. Cars, and they said this is within the next five years. This is going forward. Houses, and they said it's the American middle class, which has always traditionally been able to buy these things: houses, cars, retirement, your typical beach, you know, beach vacation that you Mm -hmm. take once a year. Oh yeah, beach vacation, um, and uh, to retire. That's just these are all going to be luxuries, not for the middle class anymore. And I'm like, wow, that is the beating heart of the middle class right there. Yeah, all of those are on my horizon. I know. (laughs) Closely approaching. I know. So, well, you better save up, I guess. Uh, Or maybe just eat cereal for dinner. Here is Straight Face, the Kellogg's CEO, who is now undergoing a multi-day backlash (laughs) online, telling people, hey, you know what? If you can't afford food, eat cereal for dinner. Some of the things that we're doing is first messaging. we got to reach the consumer where they are. So we're advertising about cereal for dinner. If you think about the cost of cereal for a family versus what they might otherwise do, that's going to be much more affordable. The price of a bowl of cereal with, with milk and with fruit is less than a dollar. So you can imagine why a consumer under pressure might find that to be a good place to go. Let them eat cake yeah. or cereal. Or Fruit Loops. Or Fruit Loops, <laughs> yes. 
I, I get from an economic standpoint what he's trying to do and what he's trying to say. But mm-hmm. number one, that is self-serving because he's, you know, the CEO of a company that makes that stuff. And number two, that just comes across as very, um, yeah, um, Marie Antoinette-ish. Sign of the times. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you're on CNBC where, you know, the Democrat anchors spend all day long trying to convince yeah. you that you're really not as poor as you seem under Biden. Right. Uh, and that the inflation really isn't as bad as it feels under Biden, $700 extra a month, a month well, on average. But hey, eat cereal if you can't afford dinner. Well, you know, back to my original statement, Fruit Loops is, is a good analogy for this current administration. Yeah, I know. Run by a bunch of Fruit Loops, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. By the way, their transition to electric cars going really, really well. Yeah. Catching fire, you might say. Well... Um, okay, so Apple is now oh, yeah. winding down its electric car effort. Yeah. I've been following that for a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the Apple has been wanting to do an electric car for a long time. Okay. And I think Apple, as much as I appreciate their computer and, and phone products and use them, and I'm very happy with them, quite honestly. They're very expensive, but they're, they're, they work very well and very durable for me, my experience. But they have this mistaken impression that a lot of companies do. It's like, hey, you know, if we're really good at making computers and phones, let's find another business that we've never done before and try and do that. Yeah. No, no, no. That that doesn't work too well. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's that that's a large part of what's been going on because they've had fits and starts about this. And they've been trying to hire people that built cars <clears throat> and we're trying to get them involved in their project for a long time because I've been reading about this for years here. But I think that you're right, though, the current problem that electric vehicles and batteries and all this other stuff are having that's the nail in the coffin and and from a business standpoint if if i were an apple investor i would be happy to see them saying okay we're cutting the cord we're done yeah um and it's amazing how many established american automakers can't seem to affordably make evs you're kind of wondering well we're we're being told the chinese are going to take over that market well i mean american automakers can't even do it and it's our tech. I mean, all, Elon Musk is the only one who seems to be able to do it uh, for whatever reason. Well, the Chinese have stolen story. all that tech. Yeah, they have. They've stolen all that tech because the China, what the Chinese have done, they required manufacturers of, of almost anything that, that the U.S. makes to go over there to set up our manufacturing plants there to hire their people or at least use their labor. I'm not sure that some of them are paid. But anyway, that's a whole other story. And then take all of their proprietary knowledge. That's that's what the Chinese business model. You come over here and build it here and you give us all the info and all the knowledge and all the industrial activity at knowledge that you have about manufacturing. We're going to take all that and make that ours. Then we're going to turn right around and say, oh, I don't know. Let's go build electric vehicles in Mexico and ship them into North America and ship them into the U.S. so we can get uh, tax credits for it and circumvent the uh, uh, the, the, the whole, um, you know, what was the, the, the thing that Biden passed the infrastructure i mean not infrastructure but that that whole you know i'm getting a senior moment here on the name of that bill oh the um, reinvestment or yeah yeah i think it was the uh, inflation reduction yeah that's it that's it yeah i'm sorry inflation reduction act yeah yeah so whatever the case um this whole idea that by 2032 67 percent of the new car fleet's going to be evs good luck it's eight percent now it's really weird right now too because um, first they came out and said, hey, you know, we're going to start that March 1st by executive order. Uh, and if you don't make those EVs, we're going to find the car industry about $14 billion, I guess, just at the word of Joe. Right. He's yeah. a dictator or something. Well, then 
they said, no, 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 we're, wait a minute, we're still going to hit the 67% target, but we're going to do it a few years later, i.e. when there's not an election. And then they, they walked that back. So March 1st, I'm going to be curious to see if this goes into effect or not. It's just, just all this contradictory stuff out there. But America people are going to be shocked when they see what's coming. Well, and, and as South Carolinians, we need to be interested in this because, quite honestly, this state is betting the farm. Well, not betting the farm, but at least some large amounts of acreage um, on the EV technology. Because, you know, you have the, the Scout plant that's going to be built here. We've got battery plants that are supposed to be built here. If, if there's a downturn in this and a slowdown, you know, the, the sales of electric vehicles are increasing. But, now, this should be accurate. They are increasing. However, they're not increasing anywhere near at the rate that they were. Right. And to get to 67 percent. Exactly. We're, we're not on track for that now. There's just there's, that's just not attainable. That's almost like a Nikki Haley presidency, a GOP nomination. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, Nikki Haley. Um, like how I tied all that together there for you. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Greenville County, after a major, very long brawl, is moving books about gender identity out of the children's section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually physically going to happen. Um, Board of Trustees approving moving certain books about gender identity out of the kids' section in library branches. My kids used to love to go to library and hang out yeah. and just pick up whatever book they right. came across so kids still use libraries at least mine did and um you know love them uh the board said um only six of the library system's 12 branches have a parenting and childhood section which is where they're going to move it to like where the adults are right um so i mean I'm, i'll be honest with you that that to me sounds like a common sense solution me too I and mean, it really does and and you know, I, I get it when we're talking about a public library and there's public money. Listen, when it when it comes to a secular public library, that is tax dollars, and there should not be any political advantage or cultural advantage to anything. There should be a free flow of information. I, I get all that. But when you have a kid section, there are certainly plenty of topics. There are plenty of issues and things that are not appropriate, age-appropriate, for children. They do not have the uh, cognitive developmental uh, stage to be able to understand that. And, and that's on a child-by-child basis because every kid's different and every family's different. But I, I, I completely agree with this on the surface of it from, from what I have read and, and heard about this, that there should be, those things should be put in a different section. It should not be in a kid's section. Yeah, and the uh, policy change apparently came after a library patron complained yeah. about a spe- specific book that tells the story of a trans Fourth grader. That, I'm fourth sorry. Grader. That, that's just. It's just like. I, I don't get that. I, I mean, don't either. I don't you understand. The fourth grader is just barely on on the cusp of determining what they really are to begin with. I mean, I'm sorry. It just. Yeah, I have very recently had fourth graders. Yes. And you know, pick a day of the week. They don't know if they want to go to the moon, be a fireman, yeah. or, you know. Right. They don't know. And they're very, very susceptible to the slightest parental I know 30-year-olds who don't know what they want to do for a living. <laughs> yeah, I know, really. Uh, any kind of parental hint, uh, you can really get them, you, you really hang the moon in their universe at that age, and you can get them to do or not do things very easily, um, maybe without even realizing how you're influencing them. So good, um, good to see that. Yeah. We were able to resolve that as a community. Keep the books fine. Nobody wants to oh, censor anything. Oh, I don't think anything. it's resolved. I'm sure, to... I'm sure this will be opposed and, and this oh, will yeah. be used as a political um, wedge issue here locally. Uh, no, uh, you know, uh, no time, uh, you know, very soon. Absolutely. By the way, 
Speaking of transgender individuals, huge national story, international story, actually, that I haven't mentioned here, as I often do. You know I do that, Lee. When these things come out and the left latches yeah. onto mm-hmm. them, and the details seem a little sketch, yep. I sit back and yep. I just ignore it, and right. I wait for the real details to come out. In this case, about the uh, hate crime beating to death in a school of a supposed non-binary girl for her identification in Oklahoma. Not exactly what the left's been telling us for days. I'll explain. It's a heck of a story coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Texture rates, library showdown, like the one in Greenville County, happening today in our town in Alabama. Cool, listening from Alabama. Texture rates, I'm surprised at the amount of people supporting keeping those pornographic books in our library, especially in the children's section. That's what's so disturbing. Texture rates, I used to love browsing the library as a kid. Parents, be advised public libraries are no longer content, safe, free roaming zones for children. Monitor what your child picks up. Yeah, that was certainly true of the Greenville County Library System up until last night, sadly. Now the texture rates this. Hey, Tara, my mom said I used to want to be a fire truck. Not a fireman, but a fire truck. Hmm. What do you identify as these days? Now, you know what's... It's so easy to do this. My daughter, when she was about four, went through a phase, maybe four or five, I think, somewhere in there, where she wanted she wanted to know why the boys had trucks and why she didn't have a truck. She wanted a truck. She wanted a toy truck. I said, my mom, what do I do? What do I do with this? Like, how do I respond to this? She said, get her a truck. Just get her a cheap one from, like, Walmart or something. Don't make a big deal out of it. So I did. I picked one up, gave it to her. She played with it for, like, a week. Lost interest. Never played it with it again. Went back to her dolls and stuffed animals. Boys picked up the truck and it just was a really cool truck and it ended up being something they played with a lot. If I was a 
liberal parent, I'd be like, see, she wants a truck. She's trans. Well, no, it's just a phase. Kids have weird phases. She had another phase where she, she had a white knit hat. She wouldn't take off her head for like three months. She had to take it away from her. She'd scream. I just let her have the hat. That passed. It just, they're kids. <laughs> just, they're kids. It's what they are. But the left won't leave them alone. Every child is a potential target for politicization. Terrible tragedy uh, just occurred in Oklahoma. I did not speak of it. I've known about it. It was a major international story. Nancy Pelosi weighing in, enraged, as did all the Democrat leadership and all of the influencers online on the left. The murder, the murder of a non-binary young woman whose name was Dagny, but went by Nix, Nix Benedict. This, of course, happened uh, in the hellhole of Oklahoma where there is intolerance. And so the intolerance killed her. She was made fun of for being non-binary by a group of very mean girls who then beat her and she went home and died. Died in the hospital. That was the story. So rage spread across the country. And the stories reported as actual news got wilder and wilder and wilder. She'd been made fun of by these girls. They misgendered her. Oh, the horror of it. And that's why she's dead. Then it began to fall apart. Oh, wait, she didn't die in the hospital? She checked into the hospital, got examined. She was fine and then checked out. Yeah. Huh. Then it got weirder when the video of the police officer interviewing her was released. See, actual facts, we wait for those on this show. We don't have them. Turned out it didn't quite go the way the media spun it, but by then the Washington Post had blamed conservative influencers online, including libs of TikTok, for the horrific murder, blamed the girl behind that account personally. Except it doesn't seem to be a murder. When you watch the video, this is what actually happened. First of all, she was not misgendered. Her own mother refers to her as she, and she's fine with it in the video. So does the police officer. The taunting didn't have anything to do, as the mainstream media reported, with her being non-binary. The taunting from the other group of girls ended up being because her and her friends had been laughing. Had nothing to do with her being trans or non-binary. The other group started made, making fun of them for how, I guess, weird their laugh sounded. I don't know. That's what she described. Students involved were not known to them at all and had no prior involvement with them. There was no LGBTQ message. Tell that to the New York Times and the Washington Post. Bunch of liars. Uh, but media reports said there'd been ongoing harassment and that it was transgender related. It wasn't. The best part of the video to me is the part where she admits she started the altercation. She started the altercation by throwing water on the students who taunted them. This resulted in a fight in the bathroom, and she admits the officer, she, quote, slammed one of the other's heads into a towel dispenser in the bathroom. Hmm. Not exactly the beating of a poor transgender young woman for her beautiful identity. Someone tell Nancy Pelosi who tweeted that. At least one of Nexus friends joined in the melee before it was broken up after a few minutes. She was able to walk to the school office immediately after the incident. 
Her mom took her to the hospital. She seemed fine in the video. Uh, but she died the next day. Police have since put out a report saying she did not die from injuries sustained in the beating. We don't know what she died from. But that's not going to stop the mainstream media. The sources, the story's too good. You got to get all lies in first and so nobody notices the fallout. Why? They need one of these deaths. The very rare transgender death in this country, when you look at it and you go into the details, it's almost always a killing by the partner. Where, yes, they say mean things to the transgender person, things that may even be anti-trans, but it's their partner. Partners do that when you're in a domestic violence situation. So they were excited. They, they thought they finally really had one of these and they fudged the details around it, blamed conservatives for it, blamed the legislature for it. Heard blood is on their hands. Anti-trans legislate. It didn't have anything to do with any of that. Now the uh, initial medical examiner's report is out detailing no sign of physical trauma relating to the death. And a toxicology report is still to come. No physical trauma relating to the death. So I guess this wasn't a murder on the hands of the legislature or libs of TikTok, which I love that Twitter account, or any of them. And so the story, poof. But by the time it was done, it was international front page news. UK Daily Mail carried it. The Guardian carried it. Trans atrocity, murder, hate, hate crime. One of the things to me that was weird from the beginning is that there was no arrest of the girls who allegedly did this. That's kind of strange. If you beat somebody to death at school, they usually pick you up. Police didn't. That sort of said to me, something's up. I better just not talk about this. So this is why we hang back on this show on these things. We let the media lie for a couple days and then we come in with the facts. And I bring it up only so that you know the way that they manipulate you. Texture rates hey, Tira on the car pro uh, text line 71307. Growing up, I loved horses, sports, uh, played cowboys and Indians in heated dolls and dresses. Used to be called a tomboy. I'm so thankful I wasn't a preteen during these times. I would have had my boobs lopped off and a penis tacked on. Thank God I don't have gender experts analyzing me back then. Yeah. And finally, Texter writes, I still identify as a sexy beast. Well, sexy beast, good morning and welcome to the Terra Show. Glad you could join us this morning. We'll be right back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Oh, I love the irony. I love the irony. You know how the issue of the Trump wall building it was always very divisive. It was usually like 48% of the country for, 48% of the country against, like that. Well, for the first time, a majority of Americans want a border wall for the first time in history in this poll, and it's not even close. And it's a liberal Monmouth poll, too, so you know it's actually higher. 
Six in 10 demand a barrier with Mexico. Well, y'all shouldn't have voted against mean tweets. Because I tell you what, you know who's really mean? Trend Day Aragua when they have a shootout in the park when you're walking your baby and your baby gets killed in the crossfire. I kind of wonder, well, Americans, they've heard about this nursing student that was tragically killed down in Georgia. Will they know how many illegal immigrant murders we're dealing with just in the last 48 hours? And if you watch Fox News, you will. I wonder if the American people could actually know the truth, what their reaction would be. I have a lot of faith in the American people if they could get the truth. Here's just the latest. We have to go to UK Daily Mail to find out because we live in a truth-free zone in this country. This is an incredible story. Mom takes a baby out for a walk in the sanctuary city of Maryland. In, in, in a sanctuary city in Maryland, in Prince George County. So she is walking along. Walking in the park, kind of thing you used to do in normal America, but not in Joe Biden's America. An illegal migrant from El Salvador had other ideas in mind. He was very busy with a shootout. He didn't care who got caught in the crossfire, because I guess it's okay where he's from in El Salvador. Nilsen Trejo Granados, 25, was charged with by the Prince George County Police Department with first and second degree murder last week, but this ain't his first rodeo. No, no. He was released from jail not once, but twice following repeated theft charges and the fact that he was ordered by a judge in 2022 to leave the dang country. But it's a sanctuary county. And so the Democrats protect the right of the criminal. Once again, for the second time that we know of this week, acting as an accessory to murder, because that is what they are doing. That is not just a bureaucratic situation. That is breaking federal law. You help the illegal break federal law. What happens when you help a person commit a crime by committing a crime to further their crime? That is called accessory. You know that if you're an attorney. I'm telling you, the Democrats are accessory to murder here. The illegal immigrant is the fifth person arrested in connection with the tragic death of the toddler because they were all involved in the shootout and didn't care about the mom walking down Kanawha Street in Langley Park, where the shots were fired between the two groups. Of men, and you know, if American or two gets in the way, nobody cares. So, uh, law enforcement officers, um, the reason he was out is that prior to fa- the federal encounter, encounter, because it is a sanctuary area, he'd had previous run ins with the law. In March of last year, he was charged by the Montgomery police with theft. Or that arrest prompted ICE to lodge an immigrant detainer on the criminal. So what does that mean? If they make bond, ICE comes by and picks them up. So they don't kill toddlers. They don't kill Americans. The police let him go because it's a sanctuary area, ignoring the immigration detainer. And they put him back out in public. And naturally, he was arrested again by the Maryland uh, County Police Department. That was in September of 2023. He's charged with theft and attempting to obstruct and hindering. But... It's a sanctuary city, so uh, there you go. Detainer not honored. Another ICE detainer. Two times to save this toddler. This is just like the jogger. We could have saved the jogger had the Democrat Party not been an accessory to murder in the sanctuary city of New York, where if they had just turned him over, instead of having a policy of not turning him over, she wouldn't be dead. What's so outrageous about this case, this case is even worse Because even before any of that, a Department of uh, Injustice immigration judge in Newark, New Jersey, ordered the man's removal from the United States in November of 2022. So when ICE 
picked him up, they should have shipped him off. After, of course, he serves his time in his tribe, but now a toddler's dead. But the important thing is that this man will probably eventually vote Democrat, and that's really all that matters anymore. As Elon Musk hopefully explained over that, he is on fire. Man, this, this is a guy, I am having so much fun watching him. He's going to prison. I mean, that's, there's, no, there's no way around that. I mean, he's literally going to, the Department of Justice is pursuing criminal charges against him related to silly stuff. With his business, they say uh, the business purchased a house for him and that's a problem or something. I don't know. He's going to go. He's, they'll find a way to put him in prison. Uh, but Elon Musk overnight laying this out for the American people. And this is causing panic because he's out there. He's popular. People know who he is. They listen to him. And the left doesn't have a good way to censor him. And so they're in total panic over what to do about Elon Musk. And it's made even worse by the fact uh, that these murders are trending over and over and over again on Twitter. I mean, you can't, they, they can't censor it. They don't know what, they don't know what to do. Which well, is glorious to watch. Anyway, Elon Musk pointing out overnight, the reason this keeps happening is because the Democrats believe that these illegal immigrants will one day soon be voters and that when they are, they will vote for Democrats. Meanwhile, uh, here we go again. We can do this all day. We can do this every day. An MS-13 gang member, gang member wanted in El Salvador for murder, but other than that, he'd be a great Democrat voter, arrived in Boston, which is weird because he was previously removed from the U.S. not once, not twice, but three times. A Salvadorian fugitive with ties to the notorious MS-13 gang, gang wanted for murder back home was detained uh, by the ERO in Boston. That's an enforcement and removal operations arm. This isn't the first, second, or even third rodeo for the U.S. immigrant. 44-year-old has been removed from the United States three times before. Well, so what is going on here? This is, okay, just like us, the countries below us have bond policies for almost every charge. So you do stuff Child sex crimes, all that, whatever. They bond you out to wait trial. Nobody goes to stick around for the trial. You want to go to an El Salvadorian prison? That's not happening. What do you do? You come up here. You flee up here. There is an absolute incentive provided by the Democrat Party for, this is a criminal recruitment pro- program because you come up here. Well, what if you get caught? Ain't no big deal. They don't care if you want it for murder in El Salvador. It's sanctuary city, baby. Sanctuary cities. You commit more crimes and then you just bond out. The cartel pays the bond, whatever. And they get you out the door and out the door you go. And so as long as you stick to sanctuary cities, you're fine. Look what the murderer of this beautiful young jogger in Georgia did. He hopped from sanctuary city to sanctuary city. He went from New York to Augusta. Augusta sanctuary city too. And what did he take advantage of? This is Barack Obama's former chief of Border Patrol. Also Donald Trump's Tom Homan explaining why these people are out because ICE is not allowed to pick them up anymore by the Democrats in 85% of the cases when they commit crimes in the United States of America. They never abolished ICE. The talk was, you know, from the left, they're going to abolish ICE. And I said from day one, they will never abolish a federal agency, but they'll abolish the mission. They'll starve them for money. And that's exactly what's happened. ICE's mission is gone. I mean, 85% of the criminal aliens arrested in the Trump administration, we can't arrest during this administration. And the money, as you can see from the stories lately, ICE is releasing thousands of people because they don't have money for beds. They, they, they can't fill a, a bed for $117 a night. 
but we can give them NGO billions of dollars and put them in a bed at $500 a night. So they've, they've eventually shut uh, ICE operations down. And I think, I think the American people are beginning to realize what just happened in Georgia and what's happened in New York. And, uh, you know, all, the, all these criminal aliens out and about now committing serious crimes against police officers and citizens. Now people understand, where's ICE? Where's ICE? Well, ICE has been shut down. Their mission is shut down. So ICE isn't looking for criminal aliens. What did your parents give you when you were a kid that you just ate because you didn't question what your parents said? They hung the moon and now you're like, oh, what was that? But you liked it when you were a kid. Top 10 from BuzzFeed. Having milk to drink with spaghetti. I still do that now. A making a ham salad by grinding up uncooked Hot dogs and mixing them. Ooh, that's gross. My dad would cut hot dogs up and put it on a sandwich. Like on bread. We thought that was normal. Uh, grape jelly on grilled cheese. Did you ever have that? Number three, cut up hot dogs in everything. Scrambled eggs, boxed mac and cheese, stir-fried vegetables on top of rice. It's a lot of ground-up hot dogs. Ego waffles with melted sharp cheddar cheese. Ick. And ketchup sandwiches. Just ketchup and white bread. Sometimes they spice it up by adding bologna or sliced ham. Oh, that was one. They'd hand you bologna as if it was real meat. My parents did that too. The bologna sandwich. Ugh, can't imagine eating that now. What did your parents give you that you look back and you ate it because you didn't ask any questions and you were like, oh my God, I wouldn't eat that now. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that spam was sort of a a thing of shame. My high school boy, I still cringe now. My high school boyfriend came over for dinner and my mom made spam and served it as if it was real food. Like right out of the tin. I mean, she heated it up. My mom wasn't the best cook during those years. Not at all. And he ate it because he likes me. Oh, oh my gosh. I got razzed for that at school for years. I didn't know. I thought it was ham. I mean, I thought that it was ham. I'd never seen any other kind of ham. I mean, not served to me. Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't even give that stuff to my kids now. The humiliation. I was a spam girl Ugh, all the way through high school. Yep. Mom and dad, I don't know. My mom grew up eating it. What'd your parents give you? Do you still eat it? Or are you like, ugh? And a lot of it, of course... Your parents were trying to get by. I think a lot of folks' parents, you know, just money-wise. Oh, yeah. I used to have something like this. Okay, mayo and banana sandwich. Yes, my dad would make banana and peanut butter sandwiches. And they were always so, they would just like glop by the time, because they sat there warm in school. Yeah, I, I smell that smell and my stomach curls. Bananas and peanut butter. Ooh. I grew up in Hawaii, texture rates. Spam is great. Really? Okay. Served with rice and seaweed. Yum. Well, tell that to kids in my high school. Um, we could not afford uh, milk in the jug growing up. We drank powdered milk. Uh, another one, Vienna sausages. I think people still eat that today. Another texture writes, I ate Spam as a kid. Eating Spam as an adult. Love that stuff. Okay, I don't anymore. 
Uh, another texture is here. You're making me crave some fried spam. Now, admittedly, I never tried a fried, so maybe that would have changed changed my you know perspective. Another texture is fluffernutters, peanut butter, and fluff. Sounds super nutritious. Oh, spam and baked beans. Yeah, my mom used to serve the baked beans with the spam. Yeah, and hash browns, like the cheap kind that came in the plastic bag. Mayo and potted meat on white. Liked it and still did. Liverwurst sandwiches. Oh, boy. Another text writes, liver at every meal. Oh, I'm sorry. That's practically child abuse. Hate it today, the texter writes. Yeah, I could see that. Early childhood in Maine. This is interesting. Sardine sandwiches and dandelion sandwiches. Where did the dandelions come from? Oh, you got to tell me. Did they come from the backyard? Like the weed ones? If you didn't mow for long enough? I bet they came from the backyard. Your mom go out there and pick them? Pineapple and mayonnaise sandwich. No way. <laughs> Another one. A folded piece of end bread with butter and sugar. Yeah, that was probably tidied your parents over to payday. Another texture writes, I grew up, on, grew up on bologna sandwiches at school. Couldn't imagine eating them now. Me either. That smell. You know that distinctive smell. I would know it anywhere. I would know it in the dark. Ugh. You know what it is. You didn't know as a kid. It's the smell of almost fake meat that can sit warm for hours and doesn't break down. Yeah, something wrong with that stuff. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 